I'm doing a, a brief budget talk with uh, Mr. Wayne Madaw at Port Carling. I'll pass it over to you. Good morning. This is Wayne Madaw, General Manager, PGA of Canada Executive Professional at Port Carling Golf and Country Club. Good. Um, so maybe we can start, Wayne, with maybe just a brief introduction to Port Carling's budget. Um, what senior managers take part in it? And, and you can uh, maybe just, just store in some information of uh, some things you learned over the years and uh, bring us up to speed. Well, I've been very fortunate to have some uh, some great board members that have uh, taken me under their wing and uh, and basically taught me uh, how to put a budget together for a business that uh, that is simple and uh, easy for everyone to understand when you have to present it to different board members from different backgrounds and uh, and different people. But uh, probably close to 20 years ago, the uh, the head accountant for General Motors took me under his wing and uh, a guy by the name of Peter Sheriff who was retired at the time and. Uh, basically helped me put something together within our point of sale system and uh, and build it from the ground up and uh, I've been very fortunate to be able to integrate it with a couple of different point of sale systems and uh, it's been uh, it's been quite a chore at first like it probably took us 6 months to build this thing and uh but since then uh, I've used it now going forward at uh, at both clubs I've been at and uh just tremendous success over and over again one of the things uh, I feel that's been very good now is I put it together with our senior management team, which is basically our superintendent, our food and beverage manager, our chef, and of course our head golf professional. Once I sit with them and uh, and go through their budgets individually, we then basically we being me put it together with uh, with our entire club operation, and uh, and present it to the uh, owner of the club. That is the the one minute version of how we put our budget together for Carling. Great, great. What would you say are your strengths? Um, is there anything else that you you do differently? Well, being a club without a board, we do a lot of things differently. It's uh, is we keep it uh, we keep it very uh, very tight and uh, within that that knit group, most of the information within the budget. But uh, probably one of the things that uh, I do differently here is I do a complete financial statement every month, uh, every inventory adjustment, every prepaid adjustment. Everything goes through literally every line, which is a 13-page budget, and uh, presented to our owner at the end of every month. And uh, one of the things I've found in working for a, a club, it, it's similar to a board member, is uh, at the end of the day, people want to know, like if it's a member club or member-owned club or private club, they want to know uh, how's the, how is the money coming in and where are we spending every day. Good, good. Kind of a, a two-part question. What are your own personal goals when putting together the budget? and also the goals of, of your team? Well, what we look for, first of all, is, is you know, when I've come from two different backgrounds, from the board background and from a private ownership background, and normally I look for one thing from each one of them. And uh, when it was a board background, they gave me a targeted EBITDA of 20%. So okay. we, we would work towards that EBITDA of, of 20%, and, uh, and everything would be based on that. And I would work with, like I say, each department to get there, each uh, committee, everything else to work towards, and then you know what? We'd actually sit down together and say, okay, if we're at you know 15 or 16 percent, we gotta either save here or find some new ideas to generate revenue in different areas. And uh, you know what? It's really simple, and I've said that already. Is that uh, when it comes to running a business, there's only two ways to make money, and that's either increase revenue or reduce expenses. And uh, in today's economy, it's it's getting harder and harder to reduce expenses when you see 
oil prices dropping. Our gas prices are pretty stable right now, um, but hydro and taxes and everything else, all the main, you know, the hard costs that go with running a business, they, uh, they seem to go up every year. And uh, your employees want more money every year. Minimum wage goes up every year. And uh, your members don't necessarily want to absorb those increases, and uh, the green fears don't either if you have those. So I right, know for sure. <laughs> I could I could remember working up at Sabu about ten years ago, and with the price of gas, and it seemed like every weekend it, it rained. So that really played a part in uh, the overall budget as well. So being a seasonal operation at Port Carly, I'm sure I'm sure you would go through the same motions. Similar, similar, but but not similar. Is uh, there's definitely some, uh, some you know. Tabu is a, a little different operation again. To this, uh, to the club I'm currently at, uh, when I sit down and I ask our, our club owner what is the one thing that uh, he wants our budget to focus towards, and uh, he always answers the same question, and it's service. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know what? If we have to, uh, we have to hurt some other areas, or you know what? It, at the end of the day, if it if it breaks even, and that's great as long as the service is there. So uh, you know our number one priority here is service. Uh, the number two priority is the is the product we put on the table, which is the golf course and and everything else, and and all of those things have to go together. Because if they don't go together, you know what? The, it doesn't matter how good the service is if the golf course isn't that great, or if all of a sudden your your burger's not done that well or done properly. It's going to be a big part of it. So all of that has to come together with uh, basically the like I say, the service and the product we put out front. Mm-hmm. Very true. It's, it's very different. Uh, this. The operation I'm in now is, is different than anything I've ever been part of in my life, but uh, it's extremely challenging when uh, when the financial bottom line isn't the priority um, to be able to be, do everything that they want within a, a reasonable dollar frame. Mm-hmm. Good. What advice would you give a first-time head pro when uh, making up a budget or maybe even a first-time PGA member coming into the business? Well, the the smartest thing you can do, and uh, you know what, one of the best things, best advice I got at a very young age, I was uh, fortunate to have probably three mentors from different areas and different backgrounds, and uh, but they all had the same messages: don't be afraid to ask advice from people smarter than you, and uh, you know what, and, and surround yourself by these people. And uh, I'm by no means an accountant, but uh, every time uh, the first few years I had to put a budget together, I literally would. Uh, every club has a, a CA somewhere in the membership. You know what? You, you take them out for a round of golf, you spend four hours with them, and you ask them questions. You ask somebody who's a professional person, you know what, to help you through the process. And once you do it a few times, it'll it'll become much easier. Um, probably the best, one of the best pieces of advice I ever had is, uh, you know what, surround yourself with people smarter than you, and uh, you know what? It's- Good. Um, so as well for, for a golf professional, PGA professional, what kind of courses or information or resources um would you recommend to them to analyze in the off season to gain to gain more knowledge in, in the budget aspects? Is is there's got a, there's financial courses out there that you can take. There's uh you know what like certified practical accountant courses, and you don't even have to go that far. There's almost bookkeeping courses that'll help you out as well. And those are the the main things you have to get into. You have to be able to understand a, a financial report. You have to know how to look at it. You know how to put it together and what makes it up. Then from there, you have to be able to understand the balance sheet and how inventory and prepaids and you know what membership receivables and, and account receivables affect everything. And then from there, the, the most important thing running any business is cash flow. You have to, and golf in Ontario or in Canada for that matter, when it's kind of six months on, six months off, 
if you don't understand cash flow and uh, and how it affects the bottom line and how it affects your business, you're going to run into lots of trouble probably about March and April <laughs> before the membership right. dues start showing up. So uh, those are the three things you really have to make sure you, you understand. Those are the three points I would focus on in operating the entire business from, from budget to operations. And uh, if you can get a very good grasp on those three items, you could pretty much run it. not just a golf course, but you can run any business. Has your budget changed much over the last five years? Then, if so, what um, what kind of terms and what kind of departments has it changed? In uh, our budget here has changed. Actually, it actually has gone down as we were uh, we were heavily involved in capital projects uh, back in the you know 2008, 2009, 10 when uh, when the golf courses uh, of course were struggling. We were spending crazy amounts of money uh, rebuilding greens, bunkers, fairways, drainage, everything else. So we had uh, our wages side of it was almost unbelievable how much we were spending because we did pretty much everything in-house. We hired a lot of a lot of staff and uh, and did all the pro projects in-house, and we were lucky we could do it that way because in the end it did save us a lot of money. But uh, since then, now that we're just into maintenance, our wages side of it has uh, drastically dropped, which has been the big side. And uh, so that's more behind the scenes stuff, which has been great, and it hasn't affected our service. And uh, the product out front that we put, the golf course, the uh, you know the person in the parking lot greeting everybody, the the server who just goes that extra mile, they are uh, they're still there and they're trained that much better. That's okay. been the only major change in our budget. Um, we have, like I say, we haven't attacked it any new ways. We haven't changed a lot of things as far as the operations go simply because, of, like I said earlier, there's only two ways to make money, and that's either increase revenue or reduce expenses. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you've seen some other budgets maybe from other clubs. What would you say separates a, a good budget from a, from a great budget? <laughs> Is meeting the targets of your bosses. <laughs> it's simple. Like yeah. I said, from a, from a club I had before, they put on me a 20% a yeah. EBITDA, and being yeah. able to meet that target or, and, and being realistic. There's nothing worse than uh, I see people sometimes just putting in numbers just to try and meet the meet the target or meet the goal. Where at the end of the day, it's not going to work if it's not realistic. And and I've been lucky enough to do it enough times now that I can pretty much pick those out just by skimming through it. I've seen so many budgets in the last 20 years. Um, and as soon as you do that, it it hurts everybody. So one of the most important things is when you do put a budget together and a, and a good budget is realistic and background information you got to make sure you do a little bit of research if you're doing you know what you ha you have to kind of follow oil prices and how it's going to affect your your gas what you're going to spend on diesel what you're going to spend on fuel you know all of a sudden that's 25,000 or 15,000 can make a big difference in in which way it goes you kind of got to follow your what's going on in your community um you know what right. in community struggling all of a sudden you lose 20 members and, for sure, and that makes a big difference as well. Twenty members, are, you know, it's even if your dues are only three thousand dollars, boom, that's a quick sixty grand off the the revenue side of it as well. So you really have to pay attention to every little thing in the area, and like I say, be realistic when you put the budget together. Do your homework. Don't just fill in the numbers, or you will never make those those goals that your you know your club president, your your owner, whoever it is that sets that goal up for you, you just won't be able to make them. And there's nothing worse than at the end of the year trying to explain why you didn't make them. It's a lot easier trying to explain why you did. And on the other side, there's no use, you know, going the, going the other way as well. I've found sometimes people will, on the expense side of things, they'll, they'll put in numbers that are hugely high so they can say they come in under them. 
But uh, yeah, and that doesn't work either, simply because at, at the end of the day, then they're trying to, you know what, say, oh, you know what, I did this, I did that, I, I made it to my number, and it's again not a realistic number. You you literally have to probably about every three to five years, you got to start at zero, like a zero base budget, where you you really have no idea what you're going to spend. Do the research for each line and make sure it's proper, make sure it's accurate. Okay. Lastly, how much time is used to prepare your budget and how often are you making sure you stay on pace uh, throughout the season? <laughs> well, like I say, I, I literally look at it every day. Um, we have a full, like I say, I, I, monthly I do a full financial report, which is about a 13-page report. Basically what you'd have, uh, you know, BDO or, uh, or whoever your account is, KPMG, come in and do on a yearly basis. I provide that for the club every month and sit down and we review line, you know, kind of line by line if anything jumps out at us, where we spent money, where we shouldn't have, or, you know, where we've seen some, maybe some increases in revenue where we, we didn't expect. Um, keeping a very close eye on it and keep the people around you that are responsible for the departments, keep them informed. There's nothing worse than, uh, you know, what, six weeks later into, into a short season at the beginning of June, everything's fine. All of a sudden you go to your golf pro in the middle of July and you say, oh, by the way, your you know your wages are way out of whack, or you're spending too much money. There's nothing worse than that. If if one week goes by where all of a sudden his wages are a little bit high, you have to let them know. Keep your people, keep the the top people informed in what's going on. Is uh, it's you know what it's it's simple communication, and uh, and that's a big part of you know what not just budgeting but the entire operation. I guess a follow up question on you know your your management level. What kind of impact or say do they have in the budget? Do you sit down with them? On a monthly basis as well, and sure yes. that their budgets make sense. Yes. Can you kind yes. of expand on that a little? <laughs> I sure can. You know what? So when we build the budget, we'll literally start building January one, and like I say, we're a little fortunate that uh, you know what we are five months, and now that my team has done it, we've had the the exact same management team here for nine years, so everybody kind of knows the routine and knows what they're responsible for. But I'll sit down with each person, and you know what? We'll be honestly four days doing the whether we're doing actually putting the the package together or doing the research and i find the background research is one of the big things that we that we follow through on it's okay you know what we want to redo some stuff on the driving range this year we don't just say okay well we spent two thousand dollars on the driving range buying balls last year how much are we going to spend well we actually call you know you call titleist you call callaway you call them and say you know what what's the best ball we can get for this much and for these many balls so we have a hard number there that we can work with and we do that for every line within each budget um, you know what we try and knock down some fuel costs we try and talk to the propane people whether because our club runs on propane so for us that's a big deal like our propane budget is it you know doesn't doesn't hit a lot of other people but up here in Muskoka that's what we run on so if the propane rate we can lock it in at a rate when it's low it's a fantastic thing for us and can save us ten thousand dollars so like I say every little line we we actually do some research on and then once we have those hard numbers I literally put everything together and then monthly, even in the off-season, we'll put together a full financial package where we'll review it, and if anything's out of whack, we'll know about it. Like I say, communicate what is going on. Don't hide it. Don't try and think, oh, you know what, maybe next month we'll do better and we'll absorb it and get back to normal. Make sure everybody knows what's going on in every line as far as your management team goes. Anybody who has any input in what goes into that budget should know what's going on, whether it's you know a dollar high or a dollar low. They should know. There should be no surprises at the end of the year. You don't walk in and say, oh, by the way, this was off by 50000 Wow, what a surprise. They should already know that. Great. You talked about um, staff budgets. How do you go about um, budgeting for 
for staff, ensuring that you know they're getting compensated fairly and, and it still meets a budget standpoint. Point. Well, we're in a very unique situation up here in, in Muskoka. So uh, one of the things that it's very difficult to get staff, it is a super short season. We were actually only open for five months up here, and really the busy time is two months. So to uh, to hire staff, especially university students, for two months is very difficult because they all want to work from the last day of school right till they start back to school to, to maximize their, their revenue. So on a budgeting side of things, it, uh, it literally took me a year or two to, to get a feel for how different it is in Muskoka. Um, one of the things that we also offer too up here is staff housing, and staff housing is done at a, it's an unbelievably cheap rate. Uh, basically, it, uh, <laughs> it's just almost a token fee, it's so little. But uh, that's almost considered as part of their package, so that they can come up to Muskoka, they can, you know, work at a club, they can play golf when it's when it's not too busy, and they can enjoy the Muskoka lifestyle, make some money, and it, it doesn't cost them very much. So what we do is we work on trying to make sure they're paid very fairly. So for the hours they work, they're we're probably one of the high highest paying clubs around for our, let's say our back shop employees are paid probably a two or three dollars more than your standard club simply because it is such a short season. When we are rolling, we, uh, they work as many hours as anybody in the world. Our, you know, our bag storage, our servers, everybody else are into 10, 12-hour days. But for the hours they work, they're, they're paid a little bit more. And uh, then the hours are off. You know what, where we don't need them, it's a, it's a little bit quieter. So at the end of the day, they still make a fair wage for their, their summer, and we still get the, what we're looking for. My last question for you, for you is, uh, special projects. How do you budget for um, special projects of, you know, redoing driving range or or anything that you see as a priority? How do you plan for that? Well, like anything else, we we have probably a couple different people we deal with here. For if we're building, like I think right now we did uh, we did a bunch of drainage work in the fall. We had uh, we had three different companies quote on it. We literally brought them in, walked them through the process, and uh, again, the important is the communication. So. When we have three companies come in, there's there's nothing worse for the two companies that don't get the quote. You don't just you have to make sure you follow up with those people and say, you know what, we're going with this other company. Uh, this is why they have a little more education in working in this area. You know what, their price may have been a little bit better, a little bit worse. Whatever that is, the price is it is what it is. You don't have to tell them, but you just have to say, you know what, it was a factor and they're doing this for us or they've offered us this, but you know what, we really want to keep our relationship with you and we might use you for a future project. So that's one thing we do with capital projects. And then we, like I say, we try and get a hard cost and we hold them to it. So if, if somebody comes in and says, you know what, we're going to do $75,000 in drainage work, we don't all of a sudden, we keep in touch with them every day and we make sure we see what they're doing every day and, and we follow up to the point where they don't get to us and all of a sudden three weeks in they say, oh, we're at $75,000 and we're only halfway done. So you, again, nothing can be a surprise. You have to keep on top of any, anything you don't keep on top of is going to get out of hand. So you really have to follow up with everybody you work with, whether it's a capital project, whether it's a, whether it's a, you know, a, a range budget. Anything you have going on is, is the biggest key is to follow up and be there so people know you're there and know you're following up on them rather than just letting them have their way. Fantastic. That's great. You're welcome. I'm answering these questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add as far as anything you've learned over the years um, in the industry or uh, any other insights for PGA professionals? <laughs> 
Oh, it's, it's a never-ending list. <laughs> as I just received notice, I was nice enough to receive notice from uh, Darcy at the PGA Canada. This is my 25th year as a Class A professional. Wow, congratulations. Well, thanks. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of different things go through. I've worked, in, uh, I've worked basically in two general environments. Like I say, the, the board structure where you, you know what, you meet with every committee and you meet with every board to now a, a private owner. And uh, the industry is, is fantastic. And I think, you know what, you can always do well in it. Um, but one of the biggest keys I'll, I'll always point there's two things to be successful, and that's uh, be honest and upfront in everything that's going on in your club, whether it's budgets, whether it's, uh, you know, there can be handicap issues, there can be anything. And the other one is, is be there. Be there to, to see your members. They want, you know, we have a, basically in Ontario, we have a six-month job at most clubs. Maybe down in Windsor it's a little longer, <laughs> but uh, six months where we see our members on a regular basis, be there. Make sure they see you. Make sure they know who you are. Make sure they know your name. They know a little bit about you. Have a, you know, have a handshake with them every day. That's uh, one of the things we work on with our, our high-end management team here is every golfer that comes through the property every day that uh, we try and see them. Whether if, you know, if you miss them in the morning, you literally do a tour of the golf course in the afternoon. If you uh, miss them later, you do a tour through the dining room just to say hi to everybody and uh, and make sure their experience is what, what it should be. And uh, those are the... Good. Good insights and thank you for your knowledge. Uh, definitely some things that I'll, I'll pass on to my other professionals here at the club and, and I've often gained from, from having you here today. Oh, I'm happy I can.